You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive. So many of us are tired. We've hustled, we've grinded, we've burned the candle at both ends, and now we're straight up exhausted. Beyond feeling fatigued, we might be burnt out and we may not know how to get out of the burnout bubble in a way that feels natural, healthy, and or sustainable. Metabolic health coach and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner Maya Miller is a pro at looking at your lifestyle and your labs and creating a bio-individualized protocol to give you more energy for your own life. Today on Thrive, Maya gives us the full lowdown on adrenal fatigue, what it is, how it happens, and how to fix it and prevent it if you're already there. She connects the dots between adrenals and other health issues you may be experiencing and gives us ideas for holistic, healthy, little lifestyle changes and swaps that you can absolutely make for big results. Stay tuned through this episode. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And now, welcome, Maya. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Thrive. I'm super stoked. We already know that we have at least some Polish heritage in common here, Um, but we're going to see how much- We could be long-lost cousins. We don't- You know what? We haven't, we haven't discovered it. Like we haven't gone that far, but (laughs) I'll have to do a 23 in (laughs) me, but, uh, I'm super stoked. You're such a great guest to have at the start of a new year, especially because everyone is in their field about becoming a better version of themselves. And I think something that so many women probably experience and don't even realize they are experiencing is adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout and definitely burnout in general. It's something we've touched on briefly before on Thrive in one of, it was one of our most popular episodes of 2022. So I know this is going to be a hot topic for everybody. Um, It was, I think it was episode 101 with Dr. Lulu Shemek for anyone, any new friends playing catch up here. But I feel like it's a relatively newer topic in the wellness space or like not really talked about all that much as of yet. It's funny because I feel like it's like at the core of everything that I do. And so for me, I'm like old hat, but I have to remind myself that, um, especially with women, um, it's just kind of given that we are going to, um, burn the candles at both ends. We're going to try to be all things to all people and that it's kind of been normalized that this is just what being a woman feels like. Um, and so, uh, whether this is a new topic for some or an older topic for others. Um, I love speaking about it. It's one of my favorite topics. So I'm excited to really kind of dive in. For sure. For sure. Before diving in, can you introduce yourself first, give your background and why you're such an expert and this, why this is such a something you're so well-versed in and care so much about. Yeah. Well, I think with a lot of people, we teach what we need to learn. And I am a recovering entrepreneur who burned the candle at both ends and (laughs) turned herself inside out for everybody else around her. Um, And that caused a lot of problems for me. And I, um, 
I was told that, you know, the anxiety is normal, take some Xanax. The IBS is normal. Here's another pill. The depression is normal. Here's some Zoloft. Um, and none of it actually worked. And so for me, I, I really felt like there had to be a better way. Um, and that I just wasn't exposed to what that, what that way was. So, um, you know, my wellness journey has been happening over the course of 15 years. Um, it went from being, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the youngest director at a fortune five company to literally quitting that packing up my car, uh, driving across the country to Austin, Texas, to open up a health and wellness lifestyle brand. It was a boutique Pilates brand in Austin. And it was during that time that I start because of, I had a kind of this homegrown education around nutrition and lifestyle. I saw so many of my clients who were working out, they were eating what they thought to be healthy foods and they had all of these insane, um, insane symptoms. So I launched a nutrition program and it was during that program that I was telling a lot of my clients like, Hey, this seems like this might be an adrenal issue or a thyroid issue or an autoimmune issue. You should go speak to your doctor and nine times out of 10, the, or, or I'd say have them run these labs nine times out of 10, the doctors would refuse flat out, or they would say things like, oh, you're just a mom. Moms are, you know, moms are tired. And oh, you're a working entrepreneur and a mom. Like that's just what it's like. And so um, I just decided that I was going to go back to school. So um, I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, which is just a fancy way of saying that I'm able to run clinical labs on my clients to figure out what is going on with them at a bio-individual level. And then I use those lab results in order to create custom protocols that reverse their symptoms. And on average, my clients see 12 doctors before they kind of get to me and actually get some relief. It's wild. Yeah. But pick that jaw up off the floor. It's wild. So, cause I started asking like, how many doctors have you seen? And the average was 12. So that means some people have higher, right. And some people lower, but, um, so that's kind of like my experience in a nutshell, again, back to the very first thing that I said, which is like, we teach what we need to learn and I have found a better way and people don't have to suffer as long as I suffered um, in order to find some relief in their lives. Um, because women these days are, you know, playing big in life and we want to do lots of things and you can't do that if you feel like crap in your own body. A freaking men. And what you said is so spot on in the sense of so much of healthcare nowadays is not actually healthcare. It's like sick care. So 100%. instead of getting to the root of like, what are you actually experiencing and how can we heal it from the inside out? People are quick to write a script and just call it a day. And while there's a time and a place for certain things and for everything, sure. it doesn't, I don't think it actually, it does us all a disservice because it doesn't actually teach you what you need to know about your body. And in situations like this, like you said, so many people are just assuming that it's just a symptom of the stage of life we're in or the number of hats that you wear. And it just is the way that it is. And you just have to suck it up and deal with it when it might not actually be that at all. It might actually be like something is not working correctly inside your body. And if we don't actually get to the bottom of what it is, how the heck are we going to get figure out how to fix it or what to, yeah, what to do from there? And I think that... Um, this isn't gender specific. I think oftentimes we are 
encouraged to give our power away. And which means that you're supposed to trust the doctor or the lawyer or the teacher, or like somebody that's in a position that is quote unquote, like higher than you. And oftentimes we are um, really giving so much of our power away by um, not doing the research, you know, ourselves. Um, and, and then also not, not trusting your intuition because, <laughs> One of the, this is, this kind of sucks to everybody I should say this, but like one of like the, one of the, like the reactions that I usually get from so many of my clients is like, when I go over their labs with them for the first time and I'm like here, and I paint a picture of like the entire body. Here's what's happening with hormones. Here's what's happening with gut. Here's what's happening with liver, kidneys. Like, it's just this like picture of the entire body. And oftentimes like they start crying because they're like, I, I knew I wasn't crazy. Like I knew something was wrong. Nobody's been listening to me. They feel set. They feel safe, seen and heard for the first time in a really long time. And that is, you can't heal without that feeling, um, to begin with. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I love what I do obviously. And, um, I think that, um, you know, I've always kind of bet on, um, I work the, primarily with women, probably 90, 95% of my, my clients are women. And, and, you know, we need to feel good in our own bodies in order to do the things that we're trying to do, which is build companies and raise babies and, you know, like do the nonprofit work that we do and be good friends to, to our people. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we can all agree that when we feel better in our bodies and in our minds, we are better in pretty much everything. Like you said, we're better parents, we're better business owners, we're better people because the positive impact just butterfly effects to everything. And I know in your own story, like you said, you've kind of been there, done that with burning the candle at both ends. So have I. So for many of us, I feel like we don't realize something is wrong until it's too late. And we're sitting there feeling like we're anything but ourselves and we're way deep in so deep in symptoms that like clearly something is wrong at that point. So when, when people are already at that point, since unfortunately that might be where some listeners already are, what is the first step to realigning your body, your mind, maybe your business for entrepreneurs in the house listening and identifying a, what's actually going on, what is really wrong and B what, is the first step to fixing it. So I think the first step is just listening to that intuition that often whispers. Um, it doesn't scream. It doesn't, you know, jump up and down. It's not like waving its arms, you know, above its, above your head. It's, it's a, it's a whisper and really just saying, okay, like I, I can't keep going on. I can't keep going like this and just saying, okay, there's an actual issue here. And oftentimes my clients have tried a lot of other things, right? They go keto or they go vegan or vegetarian or plant strong or like whatever the fad is at, at that moment. Right. And, um, and eventually they realize like, okay, there, it doesn't work. Right. Like I tried doing the hit classes. I tried going keto and I feel even worse, you know? So you just, understanding that like, maybe you don't have all the information that like, this isn't something that like, you can like self-diagnose and self self-solve. Um, like I, if I needed to have open heart surgery, I would go to a cardiologist. I wouldn't be like, you know, tinkering on my own, um, on my own ticker. Um, and so realizing that, okay, what's worked in the past, you know, it, or what I've done in the past hasn't worked. I need help. 
And so reaching out to somebody that has a, maybe a different approach and <clears throat> look, if you're, if you're like in your twenties, you can like think of thinking, think about like, like eating less or maybe cutting back on the booze and you drop 30 pounds when you're in your like thirties. And I'm now seeing in like the thirties, forties and fifties, there's been such a compound effect of the decisions that we've made um, around our health and wellness that um, it's very difficult to just kind of make these kind of small changes that used to work, you know, in the past. And so that's where um, understanding bio-individuality, I think, is mission critical. I am allergic to cookie cutter programs, which is we're going to put you, uh, you know, we're going to count macros, put you on a high fat protein diet, keto-ish, um, keto adjacent, um, and then we're going to like do a bunch of HIIT workouts. Uh, it, it just, that is dangerous at, 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 at best for some people. So I think working with a practitioner that has the ability to kind of like run some labs and say, this is specifically what's happening with you. So for example, I know we're talking about, you know, adrenal dysfunction, fatigue. Um, the clinical term is HPA axis dysfunction, because it's not just your adrenals there. It's your um, hypothalamus and your pituitary, which are in your brain, communicate with your adrenals and anywhere along that axis could be some dysfunction. Um, and so um, there are four stages of, 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 well, three, three kind of dysfunctional stages of, of adrenal dysfunction. Um, and, and what you do to kind of walk yourself back from each of those stages is different when it comes to, um, what you're, how you're moving your body. Um, and a couple of, and like, uh, when you're moving your body, when, what kind of workouts are you doing? When are you doing them? What should you be eating? Um, which, you know, it, it needs to be tailored. Right. So I think working with a practitioner that can like really give you some good data, um, on your entire body, because by the way, your adrenals are highly connected with your gut. So your adrenals produce cortisol and cortisol activates mast cells in the gut. And that can create a massive like histamine response in your gut. Okay. Well, if you have leaky gut and then that's leaving all of these, these bad bugs, um, which you need some bad bugs in your gut now, all of a sudden are going into the bloodstream. Well, if you have leaky gut, you probably also have leaky brain, which means that those, those, the, those kind of, you know, bad actors can now get through the blood brain barrier, which is super serious, right? So now we're talking about neurological brain fog kind of, um, you know, symptoms. If you're having gut issues, you're probably having skin issues as well. Um, cortisol, where does cortisol come from? It comes from progesterone. Progesterone is like our natural body Xanax. So if you have high cholesterol, you probably or high cortisol, you probably have really low progesterone, which means you probably have anxiety and some depression. So like, it doesn't make sense to just like hyper-focus on just the adrenals. We want to see how has stress in your life impacted all of your systems in your body. So really taking this functional approach, a bio-individual approach, I think is mission critical for trying to figure out like, well, then what are the steps that I personally should be taking? Because what you do is going to be different than what I do. Absolutely. Okay. Now I need you to walk us through these three stages here. Cause now I'm super curious. <laughs> so 
especially since you said there's like different movements that are better or required depending on where you're at. Like paint us the picture here of that because I had no idea there's three different stages. Yeah. So um, if you take a look at, there, there's four overall stages and um, the first stage is thriving. And this means that, you know, you're, you're looking good. You're feeling good. I'm not going to spend, you know, a ton of, a ton of time there. Um, but the next stage is, um, is really that you are stressed out, right? So that, that next stage is that you are stressed and what's typically happening there is, you know, and what is, what is stress actually? So I think it's important to say that there's three different kinds of stress. There's physical stress. So a hit workout, um, or something like that, um, they're, uh, you know, um, overworking out. I'm a former division one, um, tennis player. So I used to work out like two a days, that kind of stuff. Um, carpal tunnel, a car accident, a child, you know, childbirth, those are all physical stressors. Right. And so when you are, th- when you are, um, uh, and then you've got biochemical stressors that could be alcohol, low sleep, um, over the counter drugs, antibiotics, um, all sorts of stuff, right. Eating, um, uh, exposure to glyphosate, um, uh, eating foods that are inflammatory. So that's kind of a biochemical stressor. And then you've got emotional stressors. You know, you just got laid off. We are in a pandemic, right. Your partner's being a jerk. Um, you know, you had a bad day at work. So now that we have this expanded view or understanding of stress, right. We're probably, like under stress, you know, very, very frequently. Um, and each of those stressors, whether it's an over-the-counter, you know, it's, it's an antibiotic or, or alcohol or lack of sleep or a car accident, or you see, you know, a saber-toothed tiger chasing you, they all create the same response, which is cortisol pushes through the body. And in the short-term, cortisol is great. Um, but in the long term, cortisol actually turns off long term functions like reproduction, um, like um, uh, muscle repair, um, um, your immune system, because you don't need like you don't need to be able to like produce a baby if you are being chased by a saber toothed tiger, except for our bodies don't understand that like that, you know, reading an, a nasty tweet or getting a crappy text message from, uh, you know, your boss or an email. It's all seen the same. Right. So now we see, okay, we are in like acute stress, acute prolonged stress, which means that this, um, your autonomic nervous system is just constantly going. It's constantly producing cortisol, which is a catabolic hormone. It breaks you down at a cellular, at a cellular level, right? So that's, what's happening with stress. Now, how long you are stressed for will kind of put you into one of these three kind of dysfunctional phases. So, you know, if you are thriving, you feel enthusiastic and, and engaging, your sleep is deep and restful, your mental function is really kind of sharp and focused. Um, and, um, and if you are feeling stressed, which is kind of that first stage of dysfunction, um, it's interesting because sometimes you feel good here because cortisol actually makes you feel good. And so sometimes you feel like you're firing on all cylinders and you can kind of get everything done, which encourages you to like not deal with the stress. But if you are in the stress phase, you may be feeling edgy. Um, 
other people may seem um, kind of like they're too slow, like they can't drive fast enough, they can't back up your groceries fast enough, can't get dinner on the table fast enough. Um, your sleep, it's really hard to fall asleep. Your mental function it might be kind of like scattered and fast. Um, and then if that acute, if that stress kind of doesn't go away and it continues, then you kind of move into the next level of dysfunction, which is something called tired and wired. So you may feel kind of overwhelmed where you're like, oh, there's just like so much happening. And other people may seem incompetent to you. Um, it's hard. You, you may, you may be able to fall asleep, but maybe you're having a hard time staying asleep. Um, so you're kind of like waking up, um, in the middle of the night and then your mental function is kind of like erratic. And then that last stage of dysfunction is like full on, like you're crashed out. So your body has been producing cortisol for so long. You've been burning the candle at both ends for so long that, um, you feel absolutely exhausted. It's like all you can do to get through a day of work. Friday comes around and you're just recovering all day Saturday, all day Sunday on the couch with your Netflix, right? And like eating whatever happens to be around. Um, other people seem like really demanding to you. Um, you may be sleeping a lot, actually. You may be crashing at like eight, nine o'clock at night, but then you wake up in the morning and you're like, did I even like, did I even close my eyes? Did I get any sleep at all? Um, in your mental function, it's like brain foggy. You're kind of unable to generate ideas. So we want you to be in that thriving stage of, of HPA access function. And oftentimes that's just, that's just not, that's just not where we're at. So, so those are the, those are the four stages and kind of like a little synopsis on each. And, you know, let's just pick the crashed stage. If you are crashed and somebody tells you to, um, do HIIT workouts, it's going to be actually dangerous. It's not, it's really not good for you. And for example, if you're in the, in the, in the stressed phase, your primary kind of go-to movement should be strength workouts. But if you're tired and wired, your primary movement should be cardio workouts. So when workout, what type of workouts you do, what you eat, when you eat those, the kinds of micronutrients that you need are going to be very different depending on the stage of um, dysfunction that you're in. Do you have a guide for this somewhere in terms of like what, <laughs> what stage you're in and then the movements and the nutrients that kind of correspond with that? Because I feel like that would be such a helpful resource for people, especially yeah. since I'm guessing you kind of flip between ideally not, but I'm sure people kind of go between stages at different points in their life. And if you're in tuned enough with your body to kind of identify, okay, here's where I'm at. I need to make some adjustments. And is that possible for people to kind of, once they I'm sure have the knowledge from you kind of identify and then work their way from one stage into another? It's totally possible. Um, I actually have like this little mini course called the adrenal detox. I think it's like fun. $27 or $37 or something like that. If you go to my website, anybody can buy it. Um, and I felt like this information was so important that I really wanted it to be like super inexpensive and, and, and cheap. Um, and I didn't want it to, it's like, I think it's like an hour long workshop or something like that. And then it's the, it's what I do with my private clients that pay me thousands of dollars to work with me. Right. So, um, 
you can take a, a, a quiz that'll tell you what stage of dysfunction that you're in. Um, there's a workshop that kind of explains all of this stuff. Like what, like what, what are the stages? What do you need to do? And then it's the four things that you do over the course of four weeks that take less than an hour a week that will at least get the ball rolling. Um, what I have found is that people have a very hard time doing it on their own. And so, um, you know, and, and I think there's so many symptoms for so many people that like, they really need that like accountability. Um, that's not to say that they're, you know, like, I think like eight or 900 people have gone through the workshop and I definitely have some like success, you know, some success stories, but oftentimes like they feel like they just need a little bit of accountability and help. So um, yes, there is, all of this information is there. There's like worksheets, workshops, quizzes, all the things. Um, and it's like one of my, one of the favorite like pieces of content that I've put out there. So um, yes, there is. Cool. Well, we will link that in the show notes for Please. everybody below. <laughs> I'm curious now too, is there a connection between adrenal fatigue and other health diagnoses, conditions, whatever, because I know when I was going yes. through this myself last summer, I thought I was experiencing adrenal fatigue. And then I went through, did the blood work, all of that, and found out it was actually my thyroid, but it was the same sort of thing that you had mentioned earlier in the sense of, I just knew something was not right in my body where at least for me personally, I was feeling so fatigued when I should not be fatigued. And I was like, I felt like I couldn't keep up with my own life or it would be, I was putting my daughter down to bed at eight o'clock at night. And I was like, I can't, I can't wait to go to bed myself. And I'm like, I am 28 years old. I should not be going to bed at eight o'clock at night. Like something's yeah. a little off here with my energy levels because I'm normally a very high energy person. And that was one of the first clues for me, like, okay, something's not quite functioning optimally here. So can you talk to us about the connection between adrenals and then all of the other, all of the other things that like it could be, maybe is things that kind of might come out when it, blood work is done. It's all connected. There, there's, um, so for example, um, I talked about the HPA access, the hypothalamus, the pituitary and the adrenals, but there's something called the HPT access. It's the hypothalamus, the pituitary and the thyroid. Um, and let's talk about thyroid specifically, right? There's, um, thyroid stimulating hormone, TSH. It's one of many thyroid hormones that are necessary and produced by the thyroid. Um, and also some of those things are converted in the liver. So oftentimes thyroid and liver, um, is very connected. So a lot of my clients that have like non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, oftentimes this is also a thyroid issue. Um, and thyroid stimulating hormone, right? It's produced in the thyroid and then it needs to get into every single cell in your body. And so oftentimes thyroid is connected with minerals. So there are four primary minerals. Um, there's calcium, magnesium, potassium, and sodium. And calcium is one of the most problematic minerals when it doesn't stay where it's supposed to. So calcium, 99% of it is supposed to stay in your teeth and in your bones. But when you are under prolonged stress, when you have unaddressed trauma, um, sexual assault, family issues, um, your body protects itself from the cortisol by creating something called a calcium shell. And it is literally a hard calcium shell around 
you have all of the, all of the cells in your body, which means things like magnesium, which needs to get into the cell, um, and stay in cell, um, uh, your thyroid stimulating hormone, all of these things can't actually get into the cell. So what I find with a lot of my clients is that they will test TSH and that is a blood test. So how much blood is in, how much TSH is in the blood? Well, then they assume that if there's that much in the blood, it's actually getting into the cell. One is a transport issue. And then the other is an absorption issue. And if you have a calcium shell, they will give you more TSH. Um, they'll give you, you know, Synthroid or armor or whatever it is, and it's not actually getting into the cell. So now all of a sudden you have a buildup of this hormone in your blood and it's not getting where it's supposed to. So all it's, everything is connected and it's why I don't just run one, one lab. I want to see like, what is impacting, like what's impacting what, and oftentimes there's an order of operations in the way that you address something. So if you can be addressing the right thing at the wrong time and you won't see any progress, like it'll be like doors slamming in your face. And maybe some of your listeners can, can relate to doing all the right things, but the weight not coming off or, you know, um, the anxiety is still there, or maybe the sex drive is still really low. And so I think it's really important to understand that, like, even though modern medicine has chopped up the body into cardiology and endocrinology and neurology, and that's just not how our body works. And you, you have to like, just like pan out and see the forest through the trees so that you can figure out what's the right thing to do at the right time in the right order. Yeah. What are a few favorite, maybe lifestyle changes or swaps that you find yourself recommending over and over again, even though obviously yeah. there's that bio-individuality there, but I'm curious if you'd say there's anything that's kind of like most beneficial or swaps that basically everyone listening could probably make <laughs> to These have are... some sort of positive impact pretty quickly. Yeah. So I'll just give you the cheat codes to the adrenal detox. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing is, um, a high protein, low carb breakfast, um, within 45 minutes to an hour of waking up, you shouldn't eat right away because there's still some systems. Melatonin is going away. Like there's still some things that are happening, um, after you wake up. Um, and so in the adrenal detox, I give, two recipes. It's a 15 minute hack for the entire week. And it's like a specially formulated uh, smoothie, or I do a chia pudding because some people don't like smoothies, but it's like, it's an easy, like very effective, like not a lot of time hack. So I'm, um, you know, making sure that you are eating in the morning. And I know that fasting, intermittent fasting is all the rage. Um, it has to be done in a very specific way for women. Um, we have hormones that men don't have. We have cycles that men do not have. And so, um, so that's first and foremost, like would be really important. Um, the second thing is getting, um, you know, 15 to 30 minutes of um, uh, light exposure into like the pupils within an hour of sunrise and or sunset. 
So if sunrise is at 7 a.m., like you get up, you throw on your gear, you go for a 15, 20 minute, 30 minute walk, and then you um, you come inside, you have your smoothie, and that actually is going to help reset your circadian rhythm. And it also gives you like some movement, like this philosophy of like, if we're not doing like a hit workout where we're doing burpees and like vomiting afterwards, and that's not like a workout is just insane, especially when it comes to like women's like menstrual cycles. So smoothie within an hour of waking up, um, light exposure and some movement within an hour of sunrise and sunset. Um, and then what is the other thing? And then sleep hygiene, um, is something that I really work on. And so, there's probably 20 things that I recommend, but like the one that I would, I would recommend, like I'll pull like the one out is we follow the cycle of the sun. So if it's bright outside, it, we should be outside getting some sun exposure and our homes can be nice and bright. When the sun sets, if you have a bright box that you're like living in, it's not turning on mel a melatonin production. There's all sorts of things that it is not, that's just not happening. So it makes it more difficult to be able to go, go to sleep. So really following and getting sun exposure, um, ultraviolet light on your skin without sunscreen, hot take. Yes, I know. Um, but we need, you know, 15 minutes of, um, sun exposure on a naked body, right. In order to get enough vitamin D, um, which is not a vitamin, it's actually a hormone your body produces when it's exposed to light. Um, and so those are kind of, I would say like three things that they, that, that you can do. And the fourth thing I would say, never drink coffee on an empty stomach. So if you're still addicted to coffee, fine. Um, it's fine for some people. If you have adrenal issues, I don't believe it's fine for you, but I don't start with like pulling coffee with people. I just make them have a high protein, high, you know, high protein, some good fats, low carb breakfast, and then they get to have coffee afterwards. So I would say like, those are like the four things that they, you can do that it's minutes a day. It's not like I'm telling you, you know, I want you to do this like eight hour food prep, right? It's like, these tiny little things, because at the end of the day, humans are hardwired to do two things. One is to seek pleasure and the other is to avoid pain. So I believe that if the clients that work with me hate it and everything is painful, then yeah, they may be successful while they're working with me, but my goal is lifelong success. Um, and that means that we have to find some like flow in um, how we live our lives. So I would say those are four, you know, four things that I would do, or I would kind of recommend. Yeah. I know a favorite phrase of yours too, is so much output for very little input. And I love it and might have to steal that in my own life, but I would love to hear what that means to you and what that looks like in everyday applications. Since obviously we've mentioned the ripple effects that addressing all of this can have on not just your health, but just your overall wellness happiness and like your holistic positive state of being is so huge. So what does that, what does that mean to you? And what does that, what does that look like? Well, it, we could piggyback off of like what we just talked about, which are like four things that you can do. I'm not saying that you need to wake up and make a 30, 45 minute breakfast every single day. What I'm saying is like, I can give you a hack for if you give me 15 minutes on a Sunday um, or, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes on a Sunday and then maybe five, 10 minutes on a Wednesday, not even like three minutes, right? 
I, you can, I can show you how to make smoothies for the entire week. They're in Mason jars with lids. You get up, you go, I mean, it's just easy. And so, so many of my clients are working moms and they just never thought that they, they could feed themselves because they have so much other things going on. And you can have that smoothie as you're putting on your makeup. You can have that smoothie as you're like doing kiddo drop off. You can have it while you're, you know, even while you're doing like a zoom call, right. It looks, looks like you're drinking something. It doesn't look like you're eating like a full on meal. So, you know, like you want, what is the minimum input for maximum output? And that goes back to this sense of, we need to find, we need to move out of friction and into flow because friction causes pain and humans are hardwired to avoid pain and to, and to, you know, find, you know, find pleasure. And so how do we make things like manageable? How do we make them easy? Like the easy button, isn't there like some sort of a commercial where it's like hit the easy button? <laughs> hmm so these are the things like, okay, well, what, what is the easy button? Okay. For breakfast or for a full food prep. Like one of the first things that I do is I teach my clients how to do a two, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. If you're not really like great in the kitchen, a food prep that, um, will give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the entire week. Like mind blowing, like, Oh, it doesn't need to be like an eight hour meal prep. Like, no, it doesn't. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what I mean. Right. Which is, like, okay, how do I get sun exposure and move my body at the same time? Go for a walk outside. How do we kill two birds with one stone? Um, and honestly, like going for a walk every single day and just like being with yourself and being with your thoughts is enjoyable. I don't know anybody, maybe there's some sociopaths out there that are like super into like, like burpees and like, <laughs> I'm kidding, but kind of not like, that's not enjoyable <laughs> for most that's not enjoyable for most people, right? So if you're going to tell me that I need to do, you know, a two hour strength training session three times a week, followed by 20 minutes of cardio, I'm going to tell you that you've lost your dang mind because I've got all this other stuff going on. So that's really what it means to me is like, how do we move out of friction and find some flow when it comes to the decisions that we make around like all health and wellness, um, kind of activities or behaviors or choices. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's one of those things where it ties right into habit stacking, which we talked about on a not too, not too long ago episode, because we're all busy. Like we've all, regardless of what you have on your plate, we have so many things going on and it's the easiest way to start a new habit is to just stack it onto something that you're already doing every day. So like you said, if you can take things that you already are doing, combine them together, do a little bit of like efficient multitasking with it. It's not necessarily as long or arduous or tedious as we think it is. And I feel like so much of society today or like Maybe it's just like how food culture is or whatever. Now it's made it out to be like the healthier choice is always the one that's more expensive and takes more time. And it's just so much more work. And it's like, you can either grab the quick, grab the quick bag of chips that takes two seconds or go through like hours and hours for a snack that tastes half as good. And that's kind of like the mentality that people have. So I love that you have like broken, broken that broken through that. So we can all see the truth here. (laughs) I I use a philosophy. I use a philosophy called good, better, best. And it's like, sometimes you will be good. So is it like, 
is it best to walk out into your farmlands, <laughs> shove your hands into like black dirt with amazing microbiome, like microscopic organisms growing in there, pull out a carrot and not like eat it. And then like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I would love it if I lived on a farm and had access to that, you know, but like sometimes eating a non-organic carrot is better than eating a, Mc, you know, McDonald's, McMuffin, whatever, right? Like, it, and so like, we need to understand that like that our wellness journey is non-linear. It's like two steps forward, yeah. three steps back. It's all over the place. We need to give ourselves a little bit of space and grace and in doing so living through this like good, better, best philosophy allows us to do something versus nothing. Um, because like perfection doesn't even exist. It's just like a, you know, it's an illusion. Yeah. And that applies for everything, whether it's what you're eating, what you're cleaning your house with, what you're putting on your body. Like you said, so much is so individualized. So I, I like, I like that we can close out on encouraging everyone that it is yeah. not something that you need to like do overnight. And it's not something you're going to do perfectly, but perfect's not even the goal. It's really just being able to make some swaps where you can to make small changes that have big impact. And man, do you feel it when, when that impact happens? Yeah. Cause you feel good and you're like, okay, well that wasn't yeah. so bad. You know, like my clients are like, man, I lost five pounds in week one. I, I introduced the the smoothie and like, they'll be like, okay, I lost five pounds and weight is weight loss is never a goal. It usually happens, but we never focus on it. Um, and they're like, that was so easy. Like, what else could I do? Like, I'm amazing, you know? So yeah, you know, cause how, how we do small things is really how we do all things. Absolutely. Well, I want to get things wrapped up by asking you what we ask all guests on the show, which is what does thrive mean to you and how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Man, I feel, I love that you're asking this question because so oftentimes we're surviving and not thriving. And I feel for me when I feel like, like I have a lot of energy in my body I am able to thrive because that's the currency. It's like the gas for my tank. And so if, um, if I physically, like if my body feels good, if I have energy, then I am able to do the things that make me feel like I'm thriving, which is I have a really good relationship with my husband and, you know, I want to go to pound town and, you know, like we have a great sex life and right. And then I can be, uh, you know, I am seven months pregnant. So I've got like seven weeks to go, then I'll be a really good mom and I'll be able to be there for like my little, my little kiddo. And then I can be a good friend and, you know, feel filled up through those kinds of relationships and I can do nonprofit work. And so I think that's like the relationships and when, when I'm able to like fully pour into myself, I'm able to fully pour into like the relationships in my life. And I think that is like the definition of thriving for me. I love that pouring from overflow. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, Maya, thank you so much for coming on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you online. We'll have your adrenal detox stuff linked below, but just give everyone your highlights anyway, so they can connect yeah. with you more. Um, I don't do much social media, but you can message me on Facebook. And so it's just Maya Miller, Maya with a J. Um, if you are like, I need help. I want labs. I'm um, 
I love just setting up a one-on-one call with folks after they just fill out a short little questionnaire. And if you go to iopnextlevel.com, so it's the Inside Out Protocol Next Level, IOP. Um, and um, you can fill out a short like short little Q&A thing, and then we'll just hop on a Zoom call. Um, I'm really accessible, I'm not hard to... I'm not hard to get a hold of and I don't gatekeep. So I'm pretty, pretty easy to, to find. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to and come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.